Welcome to the Empower Your English Learner podcast, where we explore research, instructional strategies, leadership practices, and community initiatives that move the needle for English learners in school systems around the country. If you are a teacher, a school-based administrator, a district leader, or anyone who wants to do more for this group of students, then we are your home. In these episodes, we will explore ways to actively engage English learners in learning in the classroom, how to empower them so that they can achieve at higher levels, and how to ensure that they're more engaged and connected in the school community. We look forward to going through some ideas with you in our upcoming episodes. My name is Sandra Blotner, a 26 veteran in the field of education. And in the last several episodes, we've been talking about how we can better serve our English learners in our districts. Um, Several episodes now, we've been having discussions about the process that we follow to better understand what's happening in our district. And we call it a root cause analysis process because it really helped us to get a handle on what are the stakeholders saying? What are the practices that are happening in our schools and during instruction around the supports that the students might need, the social emotional supports? We also talk with other districts. We looked at our research and our data. We looked at research, we looked at our data, and we did some analyses to better understand what was happening with the students and just making sure that we were asking ourselves better questions. We also found it really helpful as we were talking to various stakeholders like principals and teachers and um, community members and students to really understand from their perspectives what we needed to keep in mind. And in those past episodes, we talked about to be that strong leader to better serve this population of students that we really wanted to make sure that we were being systems thinkers. I was then able to kind of share some of the learning that we did and how it informed some of the practices around how we adjusted our curriculum and how we looked at professional development. And I talked about that we really want to kind of go a little deeper into understanding what it, things look like now um, as we work with students. So that being said, one thing that I wanted to emphasize, and I think in the next, in a series of uh, coming um, episodes, I'd like to make sure that we kind of delve a little bit into collaboration. Because one of the things that I realized as we were co-laboring, I love to say that around collaboration, because it's really about that co-laboring work, right? Um, around this work is that we realized that we needed to put some structures in place for collaboration at the district level, at the um, community level, and also at the school level. So those were some things that we wanted to keep in mind as we were thinking about better serving these students. So today, I want to talk and start the conversation around the collaboration at the district level. Because again, if we consider that this group of students touches lots of different teachers, touches lots of different leaders across different offices, and we want to improve the instructional program, we want to improve the experiences that these students have, there's no way to do it in isolation. 
Um, and so just thinking about this work really had made me realize how important it is to make sure that we're dealing with that collaboration piece. And we have a systemic plan about what that collaboration looks like. So just to kind of give you a sense of some of the ways that we collaborated at the district level, we realized that the instructional program, we looked at the ESL teachers that we work with, and we know that in if the students are in a class to learn language, and they have seven periods in their day, and they have maybe one or two class periods where they're learning language, then there's no way that we can improve that, that learning experience for the student unless we're looking across the day. So that meant that we're not only looking at making sure that we put professional learning in place to support the professional learning needs of our ESL teachers, but we needed to say what systemic practices, what professional learning, what supports were we going to put in place for the leaders across the school system? And in addition to that, for the teachers who work with the English learners in different content areas. So that meant that there was that deep collaboration that was needed working with our English language arts counterparts. And that meant that we needed to sit down and look at what does the professional learning need to look like? If in fact, we have more English learners, especially at the higher proficiency levels in English courses, then that means that we've got to make sure that our English teachers knew how to better support the needs of those English learners who were in their courses. So when they need to write an essay, an argumentative essay, they need to write a narrative, they need to write to inform, when they are reading a grade level novel and they need to be able to articulate or do an analysis of that novel, they need to be able to use language. And, and one of the things that we've learned is every single learning um, context for our English learners is a language experience, right? They're learning that content, but they also have to learn the language that goes along with it. So that being said, it's really important that as the content teachers, in this case, the English language arts teachers, when they're working with our students, that they know how to differentiate, how to build scaffolds in so they can scaffold up to that context content standard that they can scaffold up to help students better understand how to analyze that text. And so that was something that we learned and we've, so that meant that we needed to put our heads together. We um, were able to do some work and put in place a district-wide literacy plan to really better understand how to make sure the professional learning was aligned, making sure that we had a clear goal that focused on those core skills that were in the Common Core State Standards, understanding the language demands that link back to those core standards and the skills that students need to be successful. And so that was something, some of the work that we did, and we did some unpacking of that work. We actually looked at some resources from um, Fisher and Fry, and they've done some amazing work understanding how to unpack the standards and looking at some of the work that even some folks in 
teach like a champion, those folks over um, Doug Lamov and team, as they were looking at what are those text dependent questions that teachers need to ask that really help them to unpack what that learning looks like and how to make sure they're asking the right questions that align to standards. So that being said, and this is just giving you an example of some of the work that we did with the English team to make sure that when we were planning our lessons, and in, remember we talked about more of our students at the higher proficiency levels being in grade level English classes. So we really wanted to make sure that the English teachers understood how to differentiate and support these students and also making sure that we had more partnerships in place in a sense our ESOL our ESL and our English teachers working together in some cases when possible, doing some co-teaching to really better support students. So that gave you an example of at the district level, what we did for with English language arts. But that wasn't the only content area. When we were working with our science and our social studies counterparts, we looked at the curriculum together. We looked at the content standards. We also realized that many of our con the content teachers told us that they needed more supports to better serve English learners in the classroom. They needed more differentiated resources. They needed more scaffolds built in. They needed these things to be built directly into the curricula. So we then sat down with these two teams, both science and social studies, and partnered with them and made sure that we looked at some opportunities for an ESL teacher to work with a science teacher so that they were able to kind of plan some differentiated resources that align to the content curricula for teachers. And we were able to do, the, do that for U.S. history, for NSL, um, for world um, history as well. And that was really helpful at the high school level. We also, once we did the work together on the high school projects, we then were able to do some of that same work at the middle school level. So that was really helpful to be able to get them together. With the science team, we did a similar process. We did it over a series of years. You know, the NGSS came out and there were lots of changes that needed to happen. And so we wanted to make, and teachers and going back to science teachers were also learning this new body of standards, right? They needed to understand the cross-cutting concepts and those standards um, that they needed to, under, you know, to make sure that they were really aligning to what needed to happen in, um, in the NGSS. And that also needed meant that there was some work that needed to be done to revise courses and really make sure that all of the courses that were currently in place that our English learners were in were also aligned to the new standards. So a lot of work and you can imagine that when courses are changing and sometimes people are used to doing things a certain way, sometimes they want to hold on to some of those courses that aren't fully aligned. So just doing some work, we looked at the way we built the schedule, laying out a pathway for English learners to make sure that when they moved from middle school to high school, that they were being placed in the correct courses, that if it maybe it was making sure they're taking biology and that they actually do have the opportunity to take chemistry and physics, because that was a challenge that we saw where some of our students weren't being placed in the correct courses, or they were being placed in courses that weren't aligned to NGSS. So that was one piece. The other thing that we realized we needed to do was looking at add collaborative opportunities. So building those professional development structures that allowed them to make sure that they were planning lessons together in, in their PLCs, that they were able to 
develop differentiated resources and share them with each other for various aligned to various courses like chemistry and physics and um, science six and seven and eight. Um, and, you know, just making sure that students had that level of access. So again, those were some of the things that we did with our science, our social studies and ELA counterparts. For math, we also did some collaboration and we specifically really needed to make sure there were supports in place for students with interrupted education. So that was again, another collaborative project where we laid out the scope and sequence. We said, okay, so if students need to be algebra one ready by the end of grade eight or in by grade nine, what needs to happen for these students? What standards do we need to make sure get touched to get them ready for algebra one readiness? So that again was another way that we partnered together. And so, and as we've done this work with lots of different content areas, being very deliberate about what that instructional program looks like to ensure that they have access to grade level standards. So again, today we just began talking about some of that work at the district level. I do want to go a little bit deeper so that we can kind of talk a little bit about some of the other supports that were needed, some of the student services that were in place. And we'll talk about that collaboration in a moment. Well, hope that you enjoyed the session today. Um, we will continue this discussion around collaboration. There is so much work that needs to be done to co-labor so that there's that co-ownership of our English learners across our school buildings and in the district office. Till next time, um, we'll talk soon. Visit us at createsolutions.us and let us work with you to develop diverse learners and leaders so that they can become change agents in their fields of study and industry. Mm -hmm.